this is Housebound. I'm Chris. I'm Holly. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Greg. And you're invited. Welcome to Housebound, a podcast we made because we needed company. In it, we talk about things that are on our minds, and today we're talking about applications that are on our phones. So uh, I know right off the bat that three of us on this talk have Android phones. One of us has an Apple device. I'm not sure which model we each have. I know that for myself and Holly, we both have relatively new Google Pixels. So that is one generation. I think they're on the Pixel 4 now. And so we have Pixel 3. I have a 3A. 3A. Yes, and 3A. Um, I'm not sure about the two of you, Greg and Ashlyn. Maybe you can tell us what you have. So I have a Pixel 2. So Ah. yes, I am also on the Pixel uh, phone. And yeah, it's just the second generation. So yeah. Slightly Sounds behind like you guys. A drug. I am also yeah. on the Pixel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, it no. does give you a buzz when you use it. That's for sure. So. <laughs> that was punny. It's when you have vibrate on. Yeah. By process of elimination, I have an iPhone. <laughs> oh, which one? iPhone Seven. Mm-hmm. Is it rose gold? Yes, it is rose gold. Whoa! <laughs> oh, living the dream. Yeah. yeah. It's my first, like, quote unquote, bigger phone um, since they made smartphones significantly larger. Because I had the iPhone 5, which was much smaller and boxier. And then mm. went from the iPhone 5 to the iPhone SE which is basically the iPhone 6, but put back into the body of an iPhone 5. So it was still small and boxy. Um, so this is my my first quote unquote big phone, <laughs> which is still now my small. Big girl phone. <laughs> and do you like it better being bigger or not? Oh, yeah. I, I've just kind of um, resigned myself to the fact that no phone will ever again fit inside my front pant pocket. Oh yeah, that's fair. Oh, for sure. Especially girl <laughs> pants. So, it's uh yeah, what it's pocket? a back pocket phone now. My f- our 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 phones, Holly, yours and my phones. Yours and my phones? You and my phone. My How phone do you say and that? Yours? Your Can phone and it? mine? <laughs> yeah, there Both you go. Both your phone and mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about them, Christopher? Holly, I know both your phone and mine have a not a significantly larger uh, body to them that we've had in the past couple of iterations of whatever phones that we've had. But I do remember a significant jump. Um, I'm going to say maybe seven, eight years ago uh, when we were first dating and you made the jump from the HTC Desire yep. to, I think it was a new HTC uh, but that desire had such a small screen, like it was, it was f- almost flip phone sized. It yeah. was crazy. It was, it was, it was, really it, was, small. it, was it was like a hand, a hand lengths or heights larger and widths larger <laughs> than that uh, for when you changed it up to the new phone. It was just so much bigger, uh, and I never. Yes, I was very concerned that it wouldn't fit in my pockets. Yeah, <laughs> but 
I only ever kept my phone in my back pocket, so I never, I haven't had struggles with that. Also, I have pockets, so I have also not had struggles with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about our functionality, because everybody uses their phone a little bit differently, so we're all going to have different functionality with it. But I know some people use it pretty aggressively in one direction uh, versus another, so... Uh, why don't rhymers, why don't you start off with sharing with us? Maybe you guys both use your phone the exact same. I don't know. But I'm just kind of curious to see how differently you do use your phone. So I think for myself, you could uh, draw a connection between like the things I use my phone for and the things you could use a Chromebook for, where oh. my phone is a vehicle oh. for browsing the web and social media and basic messaging properties and that's pretty much it (laughs) yeah for sure i don't take the the other thing i I don't use my phone for is taking photos and videos not that i have anything else that i use that for i just don't take photos and videos Uh, you Mm -hmm. can go to the album in my phone designated for my honeymoon and there's like three photos of me in front of three different bushes that we found in a garden (laughs) and that is it (laughs) That is my whole honeymoon. That's uh, That sounds like a great honeymoon. <laughs> it was. We didn't spend the whole time taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's great. Yeah, um, I can attest that the honeymoon was good. And uh, also, <laughs> also, beyond that, um, in terms of like how I use my phone, um, it's fairly basic. Like it's mostly just either to, yeah, um, like Messenger on Facebook, uh, just normal messaging, text messages, um, the odd phone call. But I don't know how often anyone really gets a phone call on their phone nowadays. But right, right. Um, so, but apart from that, though, like, um, like I have some like Bible apps and stuff that I will use frequently. Um, I will, yeah, like I'll browse the web on like a few specific sites, like, um, like Twitter or whatever, mostly just to see if there's deals. I'm kind of a deal hunter, so I'll see if there's any kind of like deals going on with the, like the different people I follow, whether it's like a Kindle book or whether it's uh, a switch game or whatever. So yeah, things like that. Gotcha. I use my phone pretty minimally, I think, although from what you guys are saying, it's probably pretty similar to you. Um, I watch Netflix sometimes and I watch YouTube sometimes, but not like I, I described it to somebody the other day. Like I'm not on the internet the way that like people are on the internet. Like I don't know all of the memes or the jokes or whatever. So I, Chris and and my brother-in-law, David, try to watch memes with me and they just don't get as much joy out of it because I'm not getting anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I use, I have Facebook on my phone, but it's only for Marketplace because I really need a new place to live. We really need a new place to live. And that's all I do on it. I don't follow anybody else's social media. Um, I have Twitter, but I only use it once a year to tweet the Oscars. And this year I didn't even do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I also use Twitter for um, if there's an accident or a crime, I check the police Twitter because they tell us things. And I think that's great. Uh, what else do I use my phone for? People call me on my phone, but mostly just my family or Christopher. And just games. Yes, games. I game often and lots and for hours because I'm very addictable. Addictive? Some things are addictive for me. Sure. <laughs> Those things. Prone um, to addiction. Yes, that. Uh, so I have had gardenscapes. I'm sure you've seen um, ads for that on my phone for like, I don't even know, two or three years. And I'm on level... 2,800 or something like Holy that. Like, moly. it's outrageous. <laughs> the, um, it goes that high? Yeah, it just keeps going. I'm in a group, like a little guild thing with other people on there. And some of them are in like the 5,000s. Like, I don't know. Wow. They must recycle levels because I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like I'll, I'll get a game. That one is actually fairly rare but i'll get a game usually and play it non-stop for a short amount of time um maybe like the longest amount of time is about a year and then i'll just drop it and find something new to obsess over my current one is shop titans where i get to be a little shopkeeper and sell magic stuff to people who are going on quests <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, used to I be it. more into phone games in university um mm -hmm. but like the most bizarre ones um me and a friend of mine downloaded and we were playing this game called bread kittens where you have these kittens <laughs> that are on a quest and they put various forms of carbohydrates on their face as like armor oh my goodness <laughs> yeah what <laughs> But as a whole, I don't play much phone games. Okay, but didn't you also have a game where cats just like wander into the yard and you yes. take a picture of them? Nico at Zoom. I okay. at some point like there's a cat theme here. You just have to yeah, realize. I think so. For the captive audience, I don't have any cats. <laughs> <laughs> Not for lack of trying. <laughs> but I do like them. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have a Nico at Zoom where you collect cats who visit your e-backyard. Um, and uh, you can collect mementos if they come to your backyard a certain number of times. And you can put things in your backyard that will attract certain cats. But it's it's not like an active playing game. Like you can't just sit and stare at Nico at Zoom for hours. It's meant to be something that you're like, I don't know, guess I'll check my backyard and see what cats are there. It's not like <laughs> I'm consciously playing this game kind of a game. That's fair. That's a very that could be a very interesting conversation for another time about um, just even the games on uh, the mobile games and the way that some of them are made to be addictive. Uh, you know, you play it repeatedly. Some of them you play once in a while. 
Uh, some of them that are like the one that you just described, Ashlyn, where you just check in on it once in a while, but it never deletes from your phone because you always know you'll go back in and even if it's in three months or something like that, just the different mindset of of when you're creating a mobile game mm-hmm. uh, because there's there's so many games out there and they have to branch off from each other. Otherwise, they'd be all the same game. And mm-hmm. so as a result, creators are thinking outside the box and that leads to different gaming habits and um, but I think that also depends on, I bet you if you checked um, the phone of a person who is X type of person with their phones, uh, you would find that generally all of those kinds of people have similar kinds of games on it. Um, maybe not exactly, but similar. And then if you checked Y kinds of people, they would have these kinds of phones just based on their phone usage habits mm. is, is my guess anyways. but um, Unless you're Greg, who's bought a ton of humble bundles for mobile <laughs> games and then you have a wide variety that uh it just never ends that you've never played that i've never played that is correct <laughs> greg greg might be what you would call a uh dolphin in the gaming industry mm, and uh just hops from one um, thing to the next uh not exactly mm. uh, i just learned this recently um so there's whales and there's dolphins and mm-hmm. whales sorry i should start off dolphins are the people that spend little bits of money on your game like five dollars ten dollars maybe even fifteen dollars buying in-game purchases and whatnot um, whales are the people that buy hundreds of dollars of stuff on your game and when game developers are creating games they don't necessarily well i guess it depends on the developer um, but they keep in mind the fact that there are these different people these different types of people because even if your game makes zero dollars over you know ten thousand people you make zero dollars for every ten thousand people you might have five whales that each spend hundreds of dollars and then that makes up for all the people that are playing it for free before deleting it and mm. so it's a very interesting strategy in the process of, of, what of are, game creation what are the people called that are too stubborn to spend any money and they'll freaking beat the game just because it feels like spending money is cheating i'm not sure are they called holly rample they're called holly yes (laughs) i was gonna say you've definitely definitely spent money on game though so i don't think that applies to you (laughs) only only gardenscapes when i get stuck and also only money that isn't real money that i got from google surveys Mm. i only spend that that counts it doesn't Yeah, I I guess the one thing that's different about me than like those who like, I guess you're talking about dolphins and whales and generally that's with games that are free, but I'm definitely more the person who's like, I'd rather just like pay five bucks for a game and then have it play it. And there's no like in-game purchases. I think that's like, Mm. you know, it's like a whole nother type of gaming industry. Right. So, yeah, fair enough. But uh, yeah, I definitely like hopping from game to game. So you can still classify me as a dolphin. Porpoise then. Okay. Porpoise. I'll take that it. That is a cut. <laughs> that's that's what dolphins are. Purposes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> um, what do you got, Chris? So for yeah. myself, uh, so I have my own business. And for a while, I was also working at uh, another side job that had me managing their social media accounts with it. That was mostly just Instagram and Facebook. But as a result, I started becoming familiar with 
all of these apps that will allow you to manage the different social media accounts in kind of in the background. Like you wouldn't, for instance, you wouldn't necessarily want to only use Facebook, the Facebook main Facebook app to manage your Facebook business account. You would probably want to use what's called the Facebook pages manager. And that app allows you to go in and edit the kind of the information on the business pages and whatnot. And uh, so I have a lot of those apps on my phone as a result, because I became, I'm a very, I, I like to think I'm a very organized and very relatively prepared person. And so I spend a lot of time pre-scheduling and, and pre-assembling and pre-writing and pre-creating all of this stuff in order to just post or to have post automatically for me. And I do a lot of that stuff on my home computer and I do a lot of that stuff on my laptop, but I do love the ability to access and edit that from my phone because I'm not always at home. I'm at work or, and, and I don't want to log into my personal social media accounts or my personal, any kind of accounts necessarily on my work computer or on some random person's computer. If I'm over at their house and suddenly somebody has a question for the business, you know? And so I like to be able to respond and interact with clients and, and, and patrons and, and, and such via uh, my phone. And I treat my phone as a expensive device because phones are expensive now. They're, you know, easily around a thousand dollars. And usually you don't pay for that all up front. You can get that zero dollars down with a contract of X number of years from your service provider. So that, but that still doesn't um, take away from the fact that your phone is nearly as expensive as my laptop. And so if I'm going to have a phone that's that expensive and has 64 gigabytes of space on it and has this kind of, you know, is this good at doing video and this good at photo and this good at this and that and, and has this like a really fast speed and good connectivity to the internet. I'm, I want to use that to the best of my abilities. So I'm a very, I have very few games on my phone. Uh, I would say that I've always had very few games on my phone. I'm the kind of person that will download a game or two and maybe play it if it's a game that can be completed, I might play it all the way through eventually and then uninstall it before doing a new one. I don't have oodles of games on my phone. And the majority of the time that I'm on my phone, typically it's kind of just keeping an eye out on the maintenance of the different social media pages and stuff that I, that I manage. And probably the three types of apps that I have most on my phone are file sharing apps whether that's Dropbox or Google Drive or Microsoft OneDrive or whatever, many different kinds of file sharing apps. And a lot of that is because of the business side of things. I, I share things with other people and I don't necessarily upload from my phone, but I do use it to manage and keep track of that stuff just to check in during the day. Yep, that file is still there or no, that file hasn't gotten to me yet. So that's what I use those for. Um, I I am possibly addicted to banking apps. I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have apps for both mine and Holly's credit cards and debit card accounts, and they aren't all the same. They aren't all from the same bank. So I have several apps that, that I check in. I probably check each app, each of those a couple of times, like 
two or three times a week um, just to keep track of things. Um, and then, of course, social media apps. And yeah, I would say I wouldn't call myself the most functional user. Like I don't use my phone strictly as a computer, but I do treat it with the mindset that it is essentially a computer. And I don't compartmentalize like Ashlyn does with what I can do on my phone versus what I can do on a computer. But there are definitely things that I know just to not even try on the phone. And I just usually, if something like that comes about, I'll message the person and say, yeah, you got to get me, you got to wait until I get home before I'm even going to attempt this. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's just, I like the user interface of a desktop computer where I can see everything all at once versus um, trying to load up something in I don't know, trying to send somebody a video via text message so that it gets to them in two pixels and the crappiest audio quality that you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there's just something to be said about that. And so that's the kind of mindset that I've had in the direction that I've taken. I'm also really addicted to beta apps. I have at least half a dozen beta apps just because I like to try things out. And they're not like I have the beta Facebook app. It's not Facebook. Everybody, most people have that app. It's not even a new app. It's just the beta version of it has things that can go wrong and then you can report them and then they make the user experience better when they roll those features out for the main Facebook app users. So this doesn't surprise me that that's what you uh, that's what you have on your phone. Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it anyway. but it the phone is full of apps. I have 165 apps on my phone and that takes up like not the apps alone, but my phone has between uh, let's see about eight, eight gigabytes of photos and videos on it, which I still have to clear off. But with that included, it has about 54 of the 64 gigabytes of my phone are used up. And I used to only have a 32 gigabyte phone with the pixel mm, Two. one. Two. Well, we had the pixel one and then we jumped to three. Oh. Yeah. So I'm really glad that I have this extra space cause I've apparently needed it. <laughs> um, but where do you go? You've missed out on a large portion of your phone time. Um, wherever you go to look at all the funny things that you're constantly looking at and laughing at beside me. Uh, okay, this is maybe where we would disagree. I would consider YouTube to be social media. I guess it's not traditional social media. No, it's video but, streaming. Well, okay. And so then that's where we would disagree. But... Yes, typically when you say social media to people, they don't think of YouTube as that. But when I think social media, I think Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like Snapchat and YouTube are kind of like fringe medias that I just kind of bundle into that category in my mind. Um, but yes, I do. I do enjoy a good, you know, hour of YouTube before bed watching meme <laughs> compilations, you know, <laughs> I was really disappointed when Vine went under because Vine was hilarious and fun to watch. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of me. Do any of you have um, any like interesting or or cool or outrageous apps on your phone? Outrageous. I would say one thing that I have an abnormally large amount of on my phone is fast food and coupon apps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nice. And it's, I have so many fast food apps. Is it because you eat fast food all the time or you just want the options whenever you are somewhere 
to use coupons for all of those places. I wouldn't say that I eat fast food that terribly frequently, but when I do, I do not want to pay a lot of money for it. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm getting fast food, like I want cheap food. So we Well, I mean, it's already cheap, so it's like... (laughs) Oh, but it could be cheaper. Um, (laughs) It's the Uh, Mennonite meat. Like, think free fries with, like, a McDouble, right? That kind of a thing. Yeah, so okay. McDonald's apps, <laughs> $2 uh, McDonald's meal. coupons are good. Um, A&W's coupons are also pretty good. Uh, KFC has a couponing app. And um, Wendy's has a coupon app. Dairy Queen has a coupon app. Um, and those are just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I've and also got a few of those myself. Gravy, you people. You yeah, guys, especially you at guys K- KFC, the... there's definitely gravy. Oh boy. Sorry. Um, do you guys it also have anyways, the so. Starbucks thing? Yes, like I do have the like Starbucks, Starbucks app as well. Yeah, like a rewards app. Okay. It's an awful place. Oh, yeah, that's a whole genre that I missed out on. But <laughs> my phone is my phone is definitely got rewards apps on it because yeah. I we have I have so many subscriptions to things just like free reward subscriptions that I don't want to miss out if I'm ever out somewhere and I decide at the last minute to stop in. I don't want to have all hundred loyalty cards in my pocket. I can just whip <laughs> open my phone and the app is on there. I know that Apple Pay or whatever you call it, same same with Google Pay that you can tag your or you can load your uh rewards program apple wallet cards into their apple wallets yeah apple wallet works very well i have a lot of uh, loyalty cards on there but i don't keep loyalty apps uh as like a most of the time kind of thing um most of the time if it's a loyalty app i don't have like this space on my phone for that and i don't value that as much but if it's just a card that i can put on my apple wallet and forget about then I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I do find those apps irritating because they're basically useless at any other time other than when you are shopping. Yeah. Like it's fair. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think for me, if I can think of like one app that is like unique, at least on my phone, um, it would probably be the blue letter Bible. And cause I love, reading the Bible. I'm kind of a nerd in terms of that. Um, But this app allows you to be able to actually like um, with just a click of the button, you can go into a specific um, like sentence in the Bible and then have it list all the words that are in that sentence with the correlating original language, at which point then you can click on the original language word and search all the occurrences of that word that that happens in, you know, in the Bible as a, as a whole, or at least the like if you're searching Hebrew, it'd be like the Old Testament or Greek, it would be the new. So, um, yeah, and it's just like yeah. really interesting to be able to dig into something like that, that normally as a resource, you wouldn't get a chance to have that just on your phone. So. Um, things like that. Like I, I like the academic side of the phone that you can find specific apps that really develop like learning in different areas. So, um, or we'll give you like the exact sort of reference material that you want. Yeah, exactly. And I don't have to pay a thousand dollars for it. So it's really interesting what they call Bibles because like 
blue letter Bible makes it sound like it's a Bible that's got a blue streak in it. You know, <laughs> like they're just cussing up a storm throughout the Bible. <laughs> or like, oh no. I've also heard red letter Bible, and that just sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, like it sounds normal. No, it sounds scandalous. Like it's red letter. <laughs> like that's red letter is just like, like important. That's how I see right. the term. It's red focusing letter. on the words no, of Jesus. No, it's like a right? red letter. Those are like always red. Get... The words of Jesus are in red, usually in like older Bibles. So that's why it would be called red letter Bible. Yeah, but if you were given a red letter message it's scandalous from your lover. So like, that's weird. Mm. No, I see red letter as like important. Like a red letter message would be like from the government saying that like your citizenship is up. I'm pretty sure this is a thing where it's like, or that you're racist and you can't be in our English class. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, anyways, it's weird. yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, Blue Letter Bible, check it out if you're interested in um, going down a deep, deep rabbit hole, especially if you search up just in the first chapter of Genesis and want to look into Elohim. But anyways, <laughs> I have downloaded that app uh, several months ago when you first mentioned it and have used it occasionally and have found it very uh, interesting uh, to be able to kind of like pan back and forth really quickly mm-hmm. just by tapping on the different words and finding the relations uh, um, in the different in the different um, uh, languages that it's used in the different translations and whatnot. But um, a couple of other kinds of apps that I just remembered about one that I have several of on my phone um, are all four of us are, are fairly big into board games, some more than the others, but I have several apps on my phone that will facilitate either keeping track of scores during certain board games that would normally require you to have um, you know coins or tokens or something and then this just means that you don't need that and so if you're going to play the game just the only downside is you need to make sure that everybody that's playing the game has a phone with a little bit of free space for the app which usually isn't an issue uh, but you can keep track that way and some of them are even just straight up the game itself you can pretty much play the whole game just on the app. Um, And so I'm not talking about like Ticket to Ride, the $8 or $15 app, however much it costs. I'm talking about um, there's a game, Greg, that you have called Welcome To, and that game, besides the cards, you can play pretty much the rest of the scoring portion of the game on that phone app. So I keep that just downloaded all the time just in case we end up playing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so crazy. That that to <laughs> me is on the level of like loyalty reward apps or not loyal, not the coupon apps, but like the loyalty apps that for like Arden, where it's like you're never going to use it unless you're doing that specific thing. Like what a waste right, of but my then phone. Do you want to? Well, what else are you going to... F- You'll find something else to fill it up with if you don't have that there, so... Yes, something far more useful and fun. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, the the one app that I that I really enjoy, um, I haven't used it in a long, long time, uh, but it's because we have uh, Android phones, uh, you can download... Well, possibly Apple can do this as well, I'm not sure. You can download uh, uh, Google Cardboard, uh, which is 
a cardboard VR viewer and you can download, uh, there are some uh, free VR apps that you can download and then you just have to purchase a, uh, a cardboard um, a cardboard foldable cardboard VR viewer from either Google's website. They sell several different kinds or I bought a cheaper one from Best Buy for like 25 bucks and you just slip the phone in there and it duplicates the screen and puts it into VR for you. And you don't need the fancy headphones to get this all like the surround sound effect out of it all or anything. It's but it's a it's a real trip standing in your living room and going up and down on like a space roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really, I, I don't know if you would call that a unique app because it's pretty widely available, but, uh, it's one that I have that I don't know that many other people have used or have checked out even before. So one thing I've been doing, um, just recently with my phone is I've realized that I use a, my phone a lot for websites. Um, and instead of mm-hmm. having 56 tabs open at one time and like filtering through those in order to find the website that I want to go to, because I keep way too many tabs open um, on Safari for an iPhone, you can um, like kind of bookmark a tab as an app on your phone. So you click on that and it'll open up that tab in your Safari. I'm pretty sure you can do the exact same thing on Android. Um, But I've been doing that for a lot of the websites that I visit all the time, just so I can flip straight to them and kind of treat them like an app, even though they don't have an app. Yeah. So I do that too for our church one, the hub, mm, our mm. hub. I also do it for something for work where, um, we have to know the number of the, oh, how does this work? It's It gives you a long number of the exact um, month, day, year, uh, but it's called an epoch calendar or something. Does anybody else know about this? I hate it. We have to use it for our codes for work. Um, oh. And so... I never know actually what day of the year it is, uh, like because it's not what's the day of the year, April 9th or whatever, 10th. Um, that's not what we use. It's like day 283. Mm. You have to oh, use yuck. that in in with the rest of the numbers. It's brutal. Sola 600. Yeah, exactly. Soul. The Martian. Love it. Yeah. Got the reference. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that does sound that does sound a lot more complicated than it needs to be, but well, yes. than we think it needs to be, but it's probably just as complicated as you need it to be. And that is all right. No, I don't understand it very well. It probably could be simpler. <laughs> it's like the Dewey Decimal System at the library or something like that, where it's just like, this seems like a really complicated way to sort something. Yeah, it could just be alphabetical and it would be Yeah, fine. or genre based or yeah, you know. Well, yeah. it is genre based. I mean, that is yeah. the Dewey Decimal System is, is genre it? based. <laughs> See, it's confusing because yeah. they just use numbers instead of like fantasy or sci-fi or Yeah, so well, like, but then you get so, like, a book health and wellness like will be them. like five the five hundreds. Yeah, so then they what they do is they have it so that just like Ashlyn was saying, 
they have that genre within a certain range of numbers. But because they've got it within a range of numbers, there's an infinite amount of spaces available for you to add to that range before like you'll never get into a position where you have to be like oh it's it's number 599 and we need to squeeze another one in here that alphabetically fits in at 600 no you just fit it in at like 599.01 and then you can go 0.00001 or whatever it is i don't know the exact technicalities but i do as long as i've loved libraries i've loved the fact that they are arranged like that. <laughs> You're such a so. freak. Oh dear. Um, I can only assume that Dewey is somebody's name, yeah. but I've always sat, yes. thought that it sounded like a very moist system. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never huh? made that connection. Ugh. No. It's always so yucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I use my phone. I would assume. I would consider it relatively functionally holly you use your phone relatively recreationally, recreationally. ashlyn uses hers combination thereof compartmentally yes you could say compartmentally compartmentally and greg uses his biblically to collect things to study and collect <laughs> to st- yeah. yeah to collect That's things true. he'll never play yeah <laughs> it's true <laughs> He's just funding all of these game companies. Yeah. Well, that's about it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, we do have a few more episodes already up on our podcast page. Whatever service that you're listening to this on, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you'll get notifications whenever we post new episodes. And you can usually find some way to reach out to us either through a message button or a comment section. And just let us know what you thought. We will be here next time waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say see you next time. Yeah. (laughs) And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining. Goodbye.